Hello, everyone, and welcome to the... Okay, I'll do it. I'll do I it. said that backwards. Someone replay that, and it'll literally say the Liberty Voice. I'm running for president. No, God! No, God, please, no! Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the newest episode of the Liberty Boys podcast, a.k.a. AKA Lib, Lib Chat. Chat. Today, I am accompanied by Max Eckert, and, and I am... I am here with the Dylan Allman. You can find both of us on Twitter. And yes, I have a fantastic mic now, and I'm really excited to get the super quality, quality, quality. Max got a new out of mic. This. It only took him like 50 years to get it. Okay, well, I just got to say, not not pointing any fingers here, but Amazon, what's, what's up with, with my Prime, man? I had it. You said I had it. And a checkout, I didn't get it. Okay, and today we wanted to talk about multiple things. We had a lot of stuff in mind to talk about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy LibChat. So what is the first thing on your mind today, Max? Um, first thing on my mind is uh, is an interesting topic because I th- I've really loved where we've been going with this podcast. I think we can both agree on that. This has really um, been something that I've enjoyed doing and that I think we've, I think we've got a good response back from the community. But um, along with that response, we've also talked to a few people mainly on Twitter who don't necessarily have the same views as we do on libertarianism. So I think that's, uh, that's something I'd kind of like to go into. I know you had quite a bit of content to discuss on this as well, but, um, I think that, uh, our views on Liberty are more on, um, a a classical uh, libertarianism or classical liberal scale. We really care about the individual freedoms and the freedoms from government as a whole, not leading into what like anarchy or anything of the such, which has been part of the confusion with that. We've had some people who believe that there should be no government, or people who are on the liberal side who think that we that we don't want um, any government at all, and we don't want any taxes. Which was one of the major um, debates that we had this weekend was that uh, people thought that we didn't want to have any taxes for anything, and that. Every, everyone was just on their own for stuff and that's not at all what i agree with and that's something i think we really need to separate from what we're trying to promote and what we're trying to uh really brainstorm about isn't the policy of no government at all and no taxes those are still very important things to have within the realm of reason uh me personally i'm not huge in being very public about a certain political party that i may be affiliated with like i don't want to say that i'm a republican or democrat or libertarian at least very often because when you do that people expect you to have pretty much all of the views that that party has so if i say anything conflicting with the libertarian party ideals and stances that they officially have I get called out on it and yelled at and called not a real libertarian. And and I just, I don't want to be considered the libertarian. I want to be considered Dylan, who has lots of libertarian views. And and I have lots of things, like I I came out as um, pro-life on Twitter and someone called me a fake libertarian. And I... 
I, I always criticized the Republicans and Democrats for being very critical of the other side and and being very ridiculous when it comes to stuff like that. And the same goes for all of the political parties. So I, I don't want to just, I just don't want to, just don't want to do that. Because I came out and I said, hey, Donald Trump's speech on race relations was really great. Because I really thought that is that it was great. I mean, it didn't change the my opinion. I'm probably still not going to vote for Donald Trump, but I got called a Trump supporter for saying that. I got called an extreme right winger and a fake libertarian. And all I did was say that Donald Trump's speech was good. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And I think it's I think I think it's dangerous for us to fully commit to one particular ideology, whatever it may be. Um, it's it's highly unlikely that you will 100% agree with someone or something like completely, because it's not your original thought. You have your own inherent values and inherent thoughts and ideas, and attributing all of those things to one single ideology or one single philosophy or one single person is a, is a dangerous thing because there's no way that it is you. It cannot be a clone of you. You're welcome to have your own ideas and your own policies on the even the, the Libertarian Party or whatever party you belong to. Um, I think that our founding one of our founding fathers, George Washington, in his farewell address really hit on this hard, talking about political parties. And he was all for freedom and liberty and didn't feel the need to have everyone associate themselves with a political party because there are honestly some people out there i know some of those people who will vote straight down the, the down the ticket all republican or all democrat or even all libertarian which i think is silly uh, each issue needs to be addressed in a different way the reason why i would consider myself a libertarian in in thought would be is i, I support um, individual freedoms and i believe that's one of the most sacred things we can hold as a member of society but I don't think that fully committing to libertarianism is the greatest idea. If you break this down in a um, sociological uh, reasoning, uh, libertarianism isn't sustainable. Um, Full-on libertarianism isn't. Like, I'm talking like the, the, the bare minimum of, of government. It, it's not fully sustainable in a society. However, it can be an answer to certain stages in a society where a government in it within a society finds itself. I definitely think that the United States is in a point where we really need to kind of get back to our roots, get back to what we know. I think we're really starting to push out too hard on quite a few policies. And I think that we really need to shift gear and really focus on what we're doing, what we're founded on, and reflect that in where we're trying to go. To go back to the Twitter conversations and stuff that I have, I just want to point out how annoying it is when people will just be very unproductive when it comes to Twitter conversations and or debates. Because I posted something over the weekend. I was visiting family in Maryland, and I have a hat that says Donald Chump on it. C-H-U-M-P. I think that that's funny, so I got the hat, and I wear it a lot. And my little brother, he's not even two years old, had it and put it on his head, and we got, like, a great picture, and you can see it and everything, and I put that on Twitter, and I was like, hey, my little brother gets it, and someone replied, they said, wow, I guess losers run in the family, and I'm like, okay, 
Yeah, like, what is why, that? What why, is that add to the to this conversation? Why is this going on a personal attacking level? And exactly. I've honestly discussed that with a few people this weekend as well. If we're talking about a government or a person or an ideology or just sharing thoughts, going on a personal attack isn't like what? What? Why? It's so dumb. <laughs> it, it adds nothing. All it does is try to get a reaction and instigate an argument. Which I'm not going to do because it's a complete waste of my time. So I, I used to get really into to those people. But those kind of people that do that, they're not going to change their mind. So it is a complete waste of time. Don't, do not waste your time on people like that. Because it's it's ridiculous and I run into it a lot. I really I think do. we touched on that on an earlier episode too. Is that there's some people who, are, who will even agree with you on policy but will refuse to accept the proper ideology following their values and these people are kind of like that except most of the time they don't even have the values they just have no interest in even really having a discussion or a debate at that time um, you can show them whatever you want and they're still going to completely bash you on a personal level and bash the, the person who you feel best represents you um, mm-hmm. you know I have one of my best friends is a, is a Trump supporter but I don't think anything less of him for it I just think that he has different views than I do um, I believe this is wrong, <laughs> but you know, we're not, I'm not going to attack him for it. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I'm, I usually ask him a lot of questions and I like joining in debate with him because without really a talking or learning about the opposing view, you just, you, you can't really even have one of your own. If you don't really understand what the opposite of yours would be or what your representation isn't, is just as important of what your representation is. I, it, it, it makes me feel great. If if I'm if I'm talking to like an extreme Democrat liberal, and they're like, "Wow, let me listen to your side." We have a civilized conversation, even though we have opposite views. It just so, just feels so great, you know. Like it, it's or when I watch like an interview with a Black Lives Matter person, and I'm like, "I don't like what you stand for," but they have like a civilized conversation with the interviewer. I'm like. This makes me feel amazing and gives me hope for America because they're not just belittling the person they're talking to or they're just really respectful. That just makes me feel so great. Please do that. If, if, if you're having a conversation with someone, please do that. It makes me feel so good. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. I think it's important that we do have these conversations on opposing views. But if we are going to go about this, we I think we all need to make sure that we're really focusing on the content rather than the personal details. And especially make sure your facts are correct. Because there's this guy I was debating with this weekend. We were talking about the platform of libertarianism. And he had this idea that libertarians... Are against all taxes like we don't want any taxes at all like zero taxes government's completely out and we're not and we're not anarchy so that's obviously wrong and i'm like well if you can find some actual text that or scholarly source that can back that can back that up then i'm all for it and i even linked one for him i linked one to the libertarian platform on the website and he links to a particular passage within that and uh where it said, um, it was straight out of, out of our Constitution. It was talking about the general welfare and maintaining the defense of the United States and obviously abolishing the IRS and everything else that libertarians stand for is still in there. But those aren't all taxes. This guy was under the impression that having a federal defense and having 
general welfare is somehow us not wanting any taxes at all. And so I pulled up uh, the exact article given the passage straight out of the Constitution. And he said... You, you just quote, you just gave the passage in the Constitution, and like at that point I started weighing in, and I actually took a picture of my personal Constitution I have and yeah, sent it to him. Great. It was fantastic. And it's just like, I don't think he was even reading what he was linking because I would find stuff within his own source that completely debunked everything he just said within his own source keep in mind this is this is one of those situations where no matter what you say or do it's not going to change their mind because we ended that conversation or waste of time argument per se and and he he was just like oh great i'm glad this is over you guys are idiots and i was like <laughs> okay i I mean, there's nothing you can do at that point. So social media was like a complete arena this past week. I feel like I was getting thrown into stuff. I was getting tagged in debates to try to back people up. And then I have people that I went in like, there Dylan, to go back them up. This? <laughs> yeah, and I went to go back them up. And I'm like, oh, can't back you up if you're not right here, buds. And I'm back <laughs> they like tagged me like, just tell this guy. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of one of the one of the things on here. I have to pull up my, my Twitter, but it was like, uh, t t tell this guy that we don't want a national defense or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, uh, <laughs> what? I, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, <laughs> I just didn't weigh in on it. And it's not because I was ignoring you. It's because you were just wrong and I didn't feel like associating myself with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, anyway, in other news, um, kind of talking more about the classic libertarian. He's not really a classic one, but he's probably one of the more well-known ones. And I know we've talked about it before. He's really mm -hmm. what got me into libertarianism was Ron Paul. Ronnie, Ron, Ron. Ron, 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 Paul. My boy, Ron. The boy, Rand. The man, <laughs> the man, Ron. No, um, what did you call him? Ron politician? That really cringy <laughs> joke you told in like our first episode of this. But anyway, it was Ron Paul's 81st birthday this past week. And so I think we can all celebrate that a bit. He's the one who really drew me into libertarianism. And so I always give him credit for that. As a whole, I think he best represents my views on being a libertarian. I'm still a huge Gary fan. I like most of what Gary has to say. We have a couple varying views on things. But for the most part, I think he really upholds what I expect from a libertarian candidate. Um, but Ron Paul really um, pushed r very strongly on states' rights and, and lo local governments. No, yeah, it's his 81st birthday um, this past week. So I just want to recognize that, and thank you, Ron Paul, for being my bridge into libertarianism. I wanted to bring up uh, this next thing, some Hillary Clinton news. Um, if you guys don't already know, I think Hillary Clinton is like one of the most evil people on earth. And uh, I don't like her. Uh, and so when the news came out that they were going to release the transcripts and the stuff that was said during the FBI interview that she had, I was like, that is great. I want, I want that to come out so they can, they can get her in trouble. And uh, I just thought it was pretty funny that the information uh, that came out of that was so heavily redacted that even the chairman of the oversight committee couldn't even read it. This stuff was so classified, folks, that he couldn't even read it. And she didn't get in trouble for it. My, Just, my issue with, with that whole 
topic in general. We may even disagree here. I don't know. I I know you you have, you completely despise Hillary Clinton, and I'm not a fan either. I'm not a fan either. Perhaps not as far on the spectrum as you are, but I'm not a fan. And um, while I think it's important to be discussing the emails and having them investigated and doing everything that you just mentioned, I would say I follow with. But I. I just don't see anything ever coming of this, honestly. I just, I just like bashing on her, dude. If I can be like, "Hey, I want you to get tried uh, for perjury because it, it was clearly committed." They have literal video evidence for know, saying and one Rand thing. Rand hit it. Rand said, "Just I like, ah, oh, that makes me so mad." I just, so mad. I just, there I, is clear, clear evidence of her committing perjury, and she's not even going to get in trouble. I. I would bet money that she's not going to get in trouble for it, but there is video evidence of James Comey saying the complete opposite of what she's testifying in Congress. And I'm just like, how? How? There's like five statements, dude. It's, it's clear that we have an issue that high of a level of government has that big of an issue. Then what step do we take to handle this? I, dude, elect people that aren't freaking crazy. <laughs> that's actually the most comprehensive solution I've heard. <laughs> we just need to get these guys out of here. Because that's, of that's what I'm don't elect people that are stupid and corrupt. That's how we fix this. But but people are gonna do it anyways. Because but no, we want Trump and Clinton. See, I don't even know anymore, man. I know. Like I know, I, a lot. I know but I I don't think. As a collective society, we know. Le- okay, La- last thing I wanted to talk about with the Hillary Clinton thing is I thought this is pretty interesting. They, ha- I-, I can't remember what. I-, I was watching Fox News, and they were having an interview on the same segment when they were talking about the, the information that came out about the uh, FBI meeting. And he said pretty much that it's not just one email system and that you can't just like forward it to her private server, that that information technically had to like someone had to go out of their way to move it so if it was like on like a like a thumb drive or something like that and i think that that's even crazy that that even proves more intent here that she had to go out of her way to freaking do this that's strategic corruption this is like this is like watergate level stuff man it is like above like that dude that dude our president Nixon got thrown out of office for this for less than this. Hillary Clinton is getting elected into office. It's zero. We have zero basis to really back up that argument on outside of our own ideas, because the people who are supposed to be making these decisions and pursuing this aren't. That's what I want to. That's what I want to do. That's what's really getting me into politics. In, in really wanting to build a career doing it. Not, not okay, that sounds kind of bad, but wanting to get uh, involved. Oh, you want to go corrupt. <laughs> you I, get, I knew you were one of them. I want to get involved in and do it, do this kind of for uh, what I do in my life because I really think it's important for people to care about politics and to get involved because the people that don't care about politics are the problem. Because they're the ones that get manipulated by the people who are corrupt. Because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're voting for. And they're just kind of... They're, they're, they're 
getting these people elected that clearly aren't the best for the job. So people need to care about politics because I run into people all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're screwed. Both sides are dumb. I don't even get into politics. It's just too confusing for me. And it's like, you need to. These people are representing you, representing your country. And you don't have to like politics to have these people representing you. They're doing it regardless. And and the bad thing is that politics gets this weird vibe around it that that really turns people off because they just know how crazy and whack and corrupt that it is, that they just want to stay away from it. They don't want to pay attention. But if even if you don't want to be a part of it, it still affects you. Like these are still the people who are deciding how you're able to live your life. So I mean, sure, don't don't be into it. But that also means that you don't know who's controlling your life, and that's honestly a scarier thing in my book. It's like you know, you. It's like you know, I I just don't even want to. I just don't even want to think about cancer. You know, it's just I don't I don't really want to take the time to do that. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think it's time we stop pushing things away and pretending like that politics don't exist and that policy yeah. doesn't exist and politicians are some fictitious thing that just. That makes these rules and stipulations for us. Now let, let's let's take back over our country. Let's. I'm not calling for a call to arms. That was not a call for revolution by any means. So <laughs> let's take every, back our country. Every minute, man, go put their musket back in their closet. Um, <laughs> no, this is not that. I'm talking on a voter level. Let's really come together and decide who will best represent us in government. On a different note. I wanted to talk about Donald Trump's race relations speech. I thought it was very, very good. I thought that a lot of his points that he said were very on point. He was very well-spoken, and it was great. I thought Donald Trump's speech was was great all around. I don't know. It probably has something to do with, with Bannon being the new campaign manager, even though he's crazy and not really fit for that job he seems to be knowing what he's doing apparently because donald trump made a good speech and you know just to kind of talk about this again i'm going back to this i put i put that on twitter i was like hey donald trump had a good speech and i got bombarded with you're a trump supporter you fooled all of the gary all of the gary supporters that you support gary johnson and i was like dude i <laughs> I just said he made a good speech. Uh, you and, you got to be able to compliment another. And, then, another and that candidate. goes full circle. That's what we were talking about in the beginning. It, it, it's okay for you to say other people did a good job. I mean, if Hillary produces something that's appealable to me, I will make sure I let you know. I haven't found anything as of yet, but if that doesn't come up, then see. I think that might be that might be an exception for me. If Hillary Clinton does something good, I'm just gonna not mention it. Cause I'll make sure I tweet it and I'll. Caps. I hate her. I'd be like, hey, she said something that actually makes sense. But see, I, 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 with the foresight that I have, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, I, it's not, it's not on my radar. I, 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 I just, I, she, she is the most qualified person for jail to ever run for the president. Funny, that's something Ben Shapiro said. I don't want to take credit for that. I liked that. He also said that Donald Trump is a turd tornado. <laughs> <laughs> he was on he was on an interview and she was like what is a turd tornado and and he was like it's a uh it's like a shark nato but instead of sharks it's <laughs> with poop <laughs> <laughs> oh i still love that humor i don't care how old i am i, I will always love that south park poop humor he mentioned that the law and order needs to be restored and i agree with that i i really do there's there's certain parts of the country that that really need that law and order restored places like 
Chicago and other places of that nature need need the law and order restored. But in a sense, there's still there's still areas that the police force needs to be reformed in. And um, I don't know, I had some conversations with this over the weekend or about this over the weekend. And there could be a lot of things um, implemented for training for police. So a lot of those accidents that happen where where they may shoot someone when it's not needed don't happen. So, I mean, that that's the type of thing that I think can can be reformed in the police force. But I do agree with Donald Trump with with the law and order does need to be restored because there are lots of issues with that. And, and the whole war on police is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, all around, I just thought that his speech was really good. I just wanted to give him props. One of our viewers named Quincy Johnson responded to our last keyword in our last podcast and will be joining us on our next episode of the liberty minute and um yeah he had a really interesting uh most recent tweet that i just sent you and uh i'm excited excited to have this character on our show i i don't want to put any detail of what it is but (laughs) if 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 you're looking at at this retweet you can probably go to and find it and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about has two males in it so it helps you two hand-drawn males (laughs) Oh my gosh! I'm sure I he'll have something interesting uh, to just fill up his minute with. That sounded really, really raunchy, and I'm sorry. But <laughs> so, I um, mean, um, Quincy Johnson will be joining us on our next episode of the Liberty Minute. And if you're interested in doing that, go ahead and tweet me. And that's at Max Secret or at the Dylan Allman. Go ahead and tweet us, Bros, in all caps. And if you see this photo, you'll know why. <laughs> so just just mention me on twitter bros all caps bro you can put the apostrophe if you want to join us in the next show and if you don't you'll just get a shout out his keyword is a lot easier than mine i had a, a a pretty elaborate question that no one seemed to freaking understand it took days it took days because people kept the question was who was the first person killed in the political strife that later began became the american revolution and for some reason, everyone took that as the first death of the American Revolution. And that and that wasn't it. So people were tweeting me these random freaking names. And I was like, dude, this is so easy. Just think about it. Because the answer was, um, the right answer was Christopher Sider. And he was one of the Liberty Boys of the time. And I was like, this is so easy. It's the name of the podcast, The Liberty Boys. The Liberty Boy Died. He was the eleven-year-old kid that got shot. I don't want. I don't want to be that Liberty Boy. I'll be a different one. <laughs> but so, but someone finally got it. It only took like fifty freaking years, but but they got it, and that is totally great. So go ahead and send me my super easy keyword when you get a chance. I'm hoping to get this within the next two hours of this being posted. I think that's usually how long it takes. Uh, this past weekend, I went to go visit my family in Maryland. And this is a little bit off topic with everything, but I went to go visit them in Maryland and I went on Spirit Airlines, which if you don't know anything about that airline, it's pretty much, they promote being the bare minimum and that is so it can be really cheap. So you pretty much have to pay for everything if you want it because they take everything away and then they just charge you like for the flight. So it costs money to even have a carry-on bag. But if you get to the gate and you have a bag that you need to check, it's an extra $100. And a lot of people don't know that. 
So there was this guy, he was from London, and I guess they don't have Spirit Airlines there or something, and he didn't know this, and so he's waiting in line, and he's like, oh my gosh, I have this bag, it's going to cost another $100, and this girl behind him was like, hey, if you want to get your little backpack that you have and put it in my bag, you can do that to save $100, and he was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much, and I just thought that was awesome, because I just watched that unfold of a random person helping another random person that they didn't know two strangers helping each other in need and I thought that that was great and I think that's a really good tie and in, into the way that government should be run because the government shouldn't be pandering to, to all of its people but the people should be helping each other and and I think that's a big thing that needs to pre be promoted in today's society, and you know, I just got to see that firsthand, and I thought that was just, that was really good, because that girl didn't have to help him, and she went out of her way to, to have a uh, larger bag to save him $100. And that's, so, and that's really good, it really comes down to community involvement, and what you will do to yeah. better the world. What I will do. What what, what I kind of want, wanted to say was, the impact that I want to have on the community is to get people involved in politics. Because like I explained earlier in the show, I think that that's really important. So that's kind of the thing that I push is to try to get people more involved and get people to care more about politics. That's the thing that I really care about. Seriously, most. even if you disagree with me, please tweet me and please. share your disagreements because I actually will respond to you. I have like a 98% response rate unless you drag me into a debate that you're completely wrong with and I just kind of laugh at you and I'm just like, uh, sorry. People will tweet me like, Trump for president, yeah, 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 like, great. And I'm like, you know what? No, Gary for president, let's go. <laughs> I'm just like, good for you. You care about politics, that's great, you're involved, I like that. Now let's talk about how you're wrong. It's kind of like, hey, we're all playing soccer, but... You're still scoring on your own goal. So before before we end the podcast, um, I just wanted to mention the kind of the uh, the direction that we're going with this podcast. We have a lot of cool things lined up. Um, we are, we're going to be start doing some interviews with people. We have a couple of people that I've talked to that are going to be coming on for different interviews. People running for office. People running different organizations guys, and stuff. This is exciting. This is big stuff. We have working our way up to really get some cool people on the show to be able to talk to you guys we're still of course going to keep doing all of the community involvement that we've been doing before we're trying to try to get um at least one viewer on every week to kind of have um their chance to express their thoughts because this is all about liberty and freedom and you know be able to say whatever you want to say and we're still going to be able to keep that up but we also want to really expose um all of us all of you to um, people who are in charge of this philosophy and this uh, who represent this party in our government in the United States. And I think it'd be really cool to have them on here and uh, join all the fun that we have on here and uh, enjoy all the awkwardness and the cringe humor that we have <laughs> and uh, kind of be able to roll with it. So we're going to, we're going to go ahead and uh, end this episode here. If you enjoyed what you heard, feel free to give it a like Give it a give it a comment on what you thought. Give it a give it a subscribe so you can see when it comes out in the future. Uh, you can share it. You can share it on different platforms. You can say, "Hey, mom, check out this podcast that I listen to. It's great. 
show it to your kids. I mean, what's the worst word we said today? We, we don't have bad language. I think it's your turn to rap over my beatbox, all right? Oh, God. Are you ready for this? Uh, yep. Uh, politics is important because I got important things to say that you can be gay and other things. So we're not going to tell you how to live your life. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Amen. And <laughs> amen to all of you and a women too, because it's all about liberty. It's all about me and you. <laughs> in the mirror. Chilling in Cedar Rapids.